Hey guys, and welcome to Mango Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. This is Simran, and today I'm joined with M4 and Kano. And Kano, sorry. And today we're going to be speaking about their upcoming releases and how they got into music. So if you want to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, I'm M4. I'm 20, and I'm from Cheshire, just below Manchester. It's not a place where many people do music. I'm Kano, basically the same, you know, like... Uh, making music for about a year now. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it really. Just making music for a year, enjoying it, working at the same time. So, how would you describe your music? It's like um, it's kind of like like, like hip hop, rap, but it's more on like the American side, mm-hmm. not UK. So like it's more um, it's like more like American beats, isn't it? Like like little baby a bit. Yeah. So who were like your bigger like inspirations then? From the UK, I'd say probably like D Block, but it's yeah. not. It's not really like that style. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's more like a. It's the same as in like the Autotune kind of style, but it's more like low got it. Kind of like trap music. Kind of, it's a bit American rap. It's everything yeah. really. We do everything. Like it could be like trap. It could be love songs. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Anything. That's kind of like D Block. Yeah, yeah sim- just kind of vibe. It's, it, it's similar, like similar in like the genres we use, but the actual music, like it's kind of like different. Like, when you hear it, it's like it's a little bit different. Like so. the production's more like American, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically. So how did you get into music? I've been doing music for literally since I was a kid. So like since primary school, I was playing mm-hmm. the guitar, singing, learning piano, drums, this that, and then I remember we started like putting on beats at like parties and freestyling, just rapping and stuff. Then what was it? It was like that first time I started singing. You just started laughing. I've I've been able to download this uh, Logic Pro. So he's like, come <laughs> yeah. down, come down, and make a song. And it's a funny story to be honest. My dog died on that day. So <laughs> sorry, I don't. Know <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Honestly, you can laugh if you want. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so M called me. He was like, come down, uh, come down, which make a song. I ended up making a song about my dog dying. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then ever since then, I've I've like fallen in love with music. It's yeah. not a bad way to like get your feelings out, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what we use music for as well. You just had nothing like, to speak about, did you? So? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Whatever's well, on my mind, like, even now, I just, just sing about whatever's on my mind, do it. Like. Yeah, like you just use it as like an outlet, right? Yeah, basically. So, how did it transition from like just experimenting with music and getting into it to like actually making it like serious and releasing tracks? What we started doing, because we were at college mm-hmm. and we started releasing like our songs on like SoundCloud, but we wouldn't like tell people to share it. We just like show our mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we started getting people in college coming up to us and, yo, you're actually good, you're actually this, you're actually yeah. that. And we started getting like confused, like what's going on? But it felt good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were just like, you know what, we should probably start doing it properly. Mm. So Nice. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the track SVR then? SVR, so... Um, I don't really, where did it actually come from? I think because uh, my cousin had an SVR at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, and obviously- It's from that party, um, innit? Yeah, yeah. The, like, M's always been in love with like cars and stuff. And then um, and then and we're driving this SVR once. I think ever since then we just thought, and then we're just making a song once for it, like, we'll just make it about the SVR. Because there was a little so. party going on with like, all of our friends from that like, college. And uh, I remember it was like a couple hours in, we went to go get the SVR. Mm-hmm. We just think we'll pull apart outside. <laughs> we're outside revving it and everything, and then we're just so excited, so we just go home and just 
make the song about the car. So in the moment, you're like, yeah, just yo, we need to we're make making this, making this yeah. a song, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll get it on now. This is SVR by M4 and Kenno. So like we've yeah. spoken before about songs blowing on TikTok and how that can like make or break you as an artist or like that can like make a song go viral or get you like millions of streams or whatever. Like you know, yeah. I think one of the first ones was Body by Russ, right? Yeah. with like the transition everyone was doing it so like it's interesting to get like your perspective on how to make like a tiktok song it's it's hard with like tiktok because i could release something that isn't even that good and it mm-hmm. could get loads of views and i could release something that's really good and then it it like it just flops so like it i don't know it's hard like but i feel i feel like we kind of know what we yeah. what like fits like for the people like like the tiktok community i, I, I feel like we know like what they like and what they won't like mm-hmm. so you have to know what to say what kind of flows to do yeah like it's yeah. a bit basic but at the same time it is it does become quite hard because you have to like know exactly what people like i guess it's also like them. predicting trends a little bit like with yeah, the yeah. one the i think the one i've said like body by russ it was just like drop right and then everyone used that for a transition yeah and that yeah. became the trend that's how that song blew right yeah yeah literally so it's like i don't know like trying to make incorporate that into your music to kind of like kind of, it's, it's also like supposed the lyrics matter more mm-hmm. in a song like this than the word in another thing. So it mm-hmm. has to be like, not like, it has to be kind of like typical lyrics, but different. Like Because you need, because you kind of do need lyrics that people are going to relate to. Mm-hmm. Especially like when posting it on TikTok, like if, if yeah. you release some song that's talking about rubbish then. Or something really specific, like yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, even like just focusing on one light, on like one little mm-hmm. thing, like, like a trend or something yeah yeah exactly that's it, it's hard like because we don't want to do like these typical songs like what everyone's doing mm-hmm. but at the same time you need a little bit of mm-hmm. like, a, a little bit of that in your songs like just like so people can like, relate to it i think stuff. it'll help with stuff like getting your foot in the door and kind of like i mean it's just, it's just creating momentum anything. isn't it yeah because the thing is we've got songs which are like you can't just listen to it once you have to listen yeah. to it a few mm-hmm. times yeah. but when you're not that big at the start you need songs which, um, like, it doesn't matter if it's going to die out later mm-hmm. on. It matters more if people can just listen to it straight away and just think, yeah, this is good. Yeah. So that's why we're doing this song first. Because it's one of mm-hmm. them, like, you can listen to it, to it, like, the first time and just think, yeah, I like this. And then once it dies down, after, like, let's say a month. And then what's this one called? The the latest one that we're releasing. Yeah. We haven't got, we, we oh. haven't got a name <laughs> for it yet. We've, we've made the song, but I don't know. When's it going to drop? Next uh, month, maybe two weeks. Uh, yeah, we're two, just waiting weeks. on the video. Just oh, there's okay. a lot going on, so we've got a few different locations. And yeah. Obviously, my old friends and stuff are working. You have to try to get everyone. Yeah. Sort of <laughs> every day. Yeah. Have to come down. So. So what else is in the works for you guys, music-wise? Like, where can you see yourself going over the next year? Well, mm, like I've been, I've been working on music like for about. It's been like ten months since I re- since I released a song, but like I've been working on music like every like literally every day. So I I don't know like basically just just working on music, releasing a few songs, seeing how they do, and then mm-hmm. doing more shows as well. Seeing, yeah, because we haven't done any. Yeah, we need to mm-hmm. get that sorted. We've, we've got something booked, like an event in what is it in March? Yeah, in March. We've got two of them, so we'll do that. See how that goes. That's cool. How are you yeah. feeling about performing? Was that the first time you're going to perform? First time, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I know if, if we get like a few friends and stuff with us, it should be all right. Just yeah. Nice I, I think th- I Bring think it'll be fine. Like once we're up there, obviously it's going to be like nerve wracking before, but you have to do it. Do you know what I mean? You just have yeah. To get it done. And yeah. 
can you see yourselves like dropping maybe an EP or like a project coming up in the, no, in the not, next not year or so? We've got like a secure. We you want that like solid we, foundation of yeah, singles, yeah. right? That's First, because I feel like just drop a few singles, mm-hmm. get get people. traction. Yeah, because right like right now we've released about three or four songs. And the only people that have listened to it really are people like around our area. It hasn't really got out to these other places. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we need to drop a few more songs, uh, build our fan base up and then and then maybe think about an EP. Yeah. Something. So. Okay, cool. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Where can the people find you then in terms of social media handles so and stuff? We've got Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's M4XKennel. Spell E-M-F-O-U-R-XKennel. And then uh, we're on all streaming platforms all of it just TikTok as well yeah you can use our sounds whatever just m for it's kind of for everything yeah just type in m for it's kind of what about the shows coming up there we're gonna speak about that more like nearer the date mm-hmm. it's in manchester it's um we just haven't got we haven't got too much information yeah about it yet so Yes, you're back listening to Mango Masala on Pi Radio. This is Simran, and I'm joined here with Gerns. And Halima should be coming in a minute. She's just walking up now. How's so it just, going? It's just absolutely classic, isn't it? Like, here we are. You know what, this, guys? We started at 4 p.m. today. It's now 9 past 5. But hear me <laughs> out, guys. This is my first time on the decks. I'm doing. I'm controlling today. I'm on the music. I'm on mics. I'm on everything yet. Carlos showed me the ropes mm. only a year into my radio career I know, yeah. um, and this is the first time in a long time at least that we've not had technical difficulties what, what are you trying to imply <laughs> right now wow all oh, i'm right. saying okay. is it's a crazy okay. coincidence okay okay fine you know what fine i'm not saying anything about your djing abilities mm. i'm talking i'm talking mm. about um mm. okay my sunglasses are on my head. On. Oh, you know what's funny, right? Right. So, um, me and Simran and my fiance Mianka went out for lunch before this, Cute. and Simran was following us back um, oh, after no. the um, we went out for lunch, and Mianka's just like, "Why is Simran wearing the biggest sunglasses ever?" Look who is it, it is! Is this crazy? Oh, I like an nose ring. Yes, we are on air. Nice to nice for you to join us. Bit late. I'm a bit out of breath. Sorry. Do you think this suits me? Yeah, it does. Wow. I know it's a bit of a change of scenery, isn't it? For context, guys, I'm usually the one behind the um, microphone. Well, not behind the microphone, behind all the decks and all that. And now I'm, I'm a guest. I feel like I'm a guest in my own home. Can I give you some responsibility? Do you what? want to put the headphones on? <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll put the headphones on. Because, only because... I was going through a manic episode with January exams and I pierced my own ears four times. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, nice. So they're hurting. Very nice. But yeah, anyway, we're joined here with Halima. How's it going? Finally here. Sorry, guys. Um, I wish I had a better excuse other than I just have bad time management. Tardy. How was it going? Because you were meant to be um, starting a schedule. Where? So how, how was that first week of scheduling going? Um... Good, all right, not bad. To be fair, do you know what? Like, my sleeping pattern has actually, no, I was gonna say it has gone better, but yesterday I did sleep at like 4 a.m. Um, it was getting better. I started reading again. Mm. Um, what are you reading? It's called The Fifth Season, it's like a sci fi. I can't read. No, yeah, well, I, cu- I, I couldn't read either, um, mm. but I've been having like ADHD strategy coaching. I was gonna say, don't you, doesn't your ADHD affect? 
I haven't concentration, read, I haven't yeah. Read in like, I did an English degree and I read like three books in three <laughs> years. I used to be a massive, massive bookworm, which is like why I ended up doing English. But and then I just couldn't read. Like my ADHD was just I couldn't I just couldn't do it. But I've been having strategy coaching for mm. the past few months, um, and it has like slightly helped a little bit. So I'm like slowly, slowly trying to make like good changes. In Incremental adjustments. That's, a, that's another thing. Like my time management is like. Not making excuses, but like it is an ADHD-like symptom. Yeah, no, obviously. Oh, by the way, uh, while I remember you just talking about my glasses, yeah, I'm getting glasses. I got I had an eye test last oh. week. I'm getting glasses. I got to go pick them up tomorrow. I'm so upset. And I was so distraught from being told that I need glasses that I just picked the first ones the lady showed me. I don't even remember what they look like. I was so blackout. Uh, I think they're gonna be ugly. But you're not getting contacts. I, they're not bad enough. So I'm only gonna wear them for looking at my laptop and driving. What are you long She didn't tell me nothing. She didn't give me a prescription, my number. I got a prescription, but she didn't tell me my number. She didn't tell me if I'm long or anything. No, she didn't tell me anything, right? She, she told me I need glasses. Can you, do you need it to see up close or far away? So I can see fine. Like this paper, the writing's small, I can read it. I'm, my my, my um, eyesight's actually fine. I just strain a lot to see. Do you know what I mean? I'm constantly straining. And I've realized I can't really see when I drive. Because I'm oh, driving long distances right. in the night quite a bit at the maybe, moment. You could have said that before. Maybe I'll get a lift back with you, actually. I mean, maybe I will stick with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh, rough. I'm not, I'm not happy to join glasses, gang, you lot. It's not. It's, it's um, only downhill from here. I remember I used to think I had like 20 vision and then I went in and they were like, you're legally too blind to drive. No. <laughs> yeah, literally the first time I stepped in and they were like, you're so blind, you can't drive. I don't know how you've been getting about in your daily life, like not. I just thought, because I get like headaches and stuff, I just thought it was that. Uh. I. Yeah, and it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, in me, yeah. Now I'm like, now I've taken my glasses off, I can't see anything. That I can't, isn't, I can't oh see. man, I don't want glasses. I literally can't see. But, um,. What was I going to say? You know, I did the opposite. Like, I kind of wanted glasses. And to be fair, I do have this thing <laughs> where if I read for a long time, I go cross-eyed. And I basically went <laughs> to, like, the optometrist over <laughs> that and got reading glasses, wore them for, like, a week. And then I was like, nah. Fad over. <laughs> yeah. I think my psychology brain's getting to me, though, because she was doing this thing where she showed me all the different lenses. Some were blurry, some were not. She's like, one or two, one or two, right? Like, asking me all these questions. I thought it was some kind of, like, personality test. <laughs> and, like, there was some right or wrong answer. And I was just saying whatever. Whatever that she... Whatever I thought she wanted to hear, I was saying it, regardless of what was clear or what was not. I was lying. Sim, I was just saying it. And then at the end, she duped me because she was like, one or two. And I was like, um thinking about it and I was like can you just keep showing me keep showing me and she was like and I said like one or whatever and she was like that's lenses and I was like damn it <laughs> that's what? lenses so like any glasses uh, basically the one I, I was saying which one was clearer and yeah. I said the one that was basically the contacts or the glasses oh, type of lens okay. so I feel like I got played a bit by the by the what they called optometrists <coughs> opticians sorry <laughs> I got confused with orthodontists sorry I apologize. Anyway, that was a really random that was a really random convo. We today yes, are going to be talking about. Sorry, I'm not so good at segues as Carlos usually is, but yeah, I, no, I managed to link anything. Yeah. I can mm. link anything. Yeah, no, no, no. He, he, give he, me two things, I can link it. Ooh, okay. Okay, ready? Mm. Penguins and soup. Right. Some people might say that the Arctic Ocean is the soup of the earth. I would argue that 
Yeah, I don't know where I'm going. I, oh, come no. on. <laughs> you big yourself up now. That's that's the um the BSing like mm. caliber of an English student. To be fair, yeah. I did A level, so yeah, I'm used I'm used to it. Like, yeah. But today, guys, we're going to be talking a little bit about Halima's love for traveling and just traveling yeah. in general, basically. <laughs> so, Halima, do you want to take the wheel? Yeah, guys. Are you guys big travelers? I am a traveler. Like, I would love to be one. I just yeah. haven't traveled so much. Oh, okay, okay. But I plan to. No, I'm I'm not, unfortunately, which um, Mianka doesn't really like. I'm, I'm just a bit... <sighs> I don't know. I used to think it was a bad thing, but I actually just think like I've just I'm just content in myself. Yeah. I'm content on, as you would say, this cold, depressing island. Like, <laughs> that's me. Really? Like, I don't I don't mind. Like, if you can give guarantee me, if I could teleport to like some hot beach, sunny, nice weather for a bit, and then come back, I would do that. Mm. But in terms of the whole traveling aspect, in terms of exploring, like new cultures new environments all that mm. sort of thing i understand why people enjoy that but mm. for me personally i just it doesn't enthrall me mm. i'd much rather like maybe even learn about it but not go there like i don't i uh, the thing me. is like i Sorry. like traveling not for like getting out of the uk because mine's not about like oh getting out of this horrible rainy island which i'm sure you will mention in a minute <laughs> yeah. um mine's not really for that reason but mine is just like obviously exploring i feel like you can't live your life without having seen the whole world obviously it's a massive privilege to travel i need to say that first like yeah. you need to preface it with that it's a massive privilege to be able to go and see these places and return back to your like safe home where you know some of these really like you know the iconic places where people travel say take bali or something for example those there's like a different side to those countries as well yeah. mm. that you have to be respectful of um but yeah i it's not really so much to get out of the UK, but also like just to explore the world and see what it has to offer. Like I love like learning phrases in different languages and seeing like different cultures and how they work, food and like music and stuff. I just think it's so interesting. Mm. <coughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Guys, mm. do you know what I always say? Like if I didn't have to think about making money and I could do anything mm. for the rest of my life, I would be I would be like a travel vlogger. That would be cool. Honest to God, like I would, I, I would genuinely be a travel vlogger. Like, I am a traveler at heart. I can't sit still. I can't. I know. I think I've spoken about this before, but honestly, like what Simran said, <clears throat> I can't. Well, first of obviously, some of it is just getting out of here because it is depressing in this island. But some of it is also a lot of it is like you know what? I'm obsessed. I'm really an anthropologist at heart. I'm obsessed with seeing how people live. Mm. I am so obsessed mm. with seeing how people mm. live. Um, cultures and like Simon said food and music and languages and all of these things and you know what ironically the more you travel the smaller the world gets yeah because you just I get rea that. you realize like everyone is just like everyone else Do yeah you know I mean? the similarities Bro, like everyone is just like everyone I'm like you and you're like me and like you don't speak my language and you don't look like me and you don't live like me and you don't eat like me Do you know what can I tell you guys something I had a really so I like to um like backpack a lot um i'm actually i'm in the middle of a planning a backpacking trip around central america for this summer i'm very excited we were initially going to go to like south korea japan hong kong but then places that you have to quarantine quarantine when you get there um mm. so right now what at the minute we've got we start we're going to start off in cuba and then fly across to uh, belize and then guatemala and then nicaragua and then costa rica so 
that's what we're planning for right now. But basically, when I was like a few years ago, I was doing, I was traveling, backpacking around Europe, and I was in <coughs> Croatia, in Zagreb. And there's this museum called the Museum of Broken Relationships in Zagreb. If anyone ever finds themselves in Zagreb, I 1000% absolutely implore you to go. It's basically, it's, it's really bizarre. It's, it's like, I've been to so many museums in my life. This is the, my favorite museum of all time. It's basically like artifacts from people's like broken down relationships. And there's an artifact and then there's like a note of like who the person was and like, what the relationship was like and why it ended and how it came about and all of these things and it's like it was so profound i would honestly say like it was one of the most profound experiences of my life i did not expect to kind of go into this museum of like mm. just random artifacts and people talking about their relationships and just i mean I, I was always always kind of like that way inclined mentally but after that i was just like everyone is the same exactly i think it's because most museums <laughs> the history that they cover is history that supposedly affects the majority of people in that Big place history, yeah H. whereas this is like individual histories right. like like just thinking about that now that that is something that i would be interested in it's doing. like individualizing yeah. history Guys, it's sick it's the best museum i've ever been in i really sorry i really like that concept because mm like yeah like you said like usually history portrays like a mass amount of things or a mass opinion or a mass like experience right whereas this is like something that's very relatable first of all and that's something that you know you can delve into like an individual person's life one thing i was going to say right if you are not a traveler i would say one thing that is like really good at like halima said making the world seem smaller and this in the same kind of way that traveling does is tiktok the way that you can see that diff where the way people live their lives in different countries in terms of like food culture music clothing just even like the day-to-day -day runnings of their life there's this guy in china right who does a day in my life as like a average chinese person right and he just shows like him picking his daughter up from school making breakfast cleaning the house going to work that kind of <laughs> stuff right but it's so it's weirdly like eye-opening same kind of things that we do here but in a different really country really so cool. different things are like some things are a bit different some things are exactly the same as here it's just like very eye-opening and interesting to see all people mm. that you know live in like there's this guy that lives in like iceland and he goes on like crazy adventures and you just get to see really beautiful parts of the world it's just i don't know i think it's really interesting mm. no i just love being on the go guys i think for me it is the travel element that i'm just a bit like i can't be bothered with yeah i'm just i mean i'm not that i mean who is fond of planes to be yeah, honest I just, i'm but, a bad flyer because i get like, mm, yeah. i get motion sickness i get travel sickness but not even that even if, even if there was the option to travel to these places completely by train or whatever it's the time it's the fact that you have to spend so many hours like going there and you're jet lagged and you're tired and then you're only there for like a few weeks and then you come back i'm just a bit like meh also, do you find that like going on holiday or like going for traveling, for me at least, it gives me like a very overwhelming sense of existentialism. Like I feel very like aware of my own existence in a kind of negative way, like in a sad way sometimes. And I feel a bit like, oh man, a bit like depressed. Do you know what, what I mean? Like, as in, like it puts everything into perspective quite a bit in perspective mm. that you don't normally get when you're just living your like day to day yeah. in England. I can I can imagine that. Yeah. It's like, I feel like that's important, bro. Yeah, definitely important like to be reminded really of stuff like that. But you have to feel those feelings. Sometimes feeling those feelings isn't always that pleasant. Especially yeah. like even I literally went to Edinburgh, right? We got we got a flight to Edinburgh last year. And even just that one hour plane journey looking down at like England. Mm -hmm. It was just England. But I was just like, damn. 
Like it's, I don't know, putting it into perspective just from like that is enough for me to like <coughs> ponder upon my entire existence. And I don't yeah. like that. No, mm. I feel like just in general as well. Mm. Um, and it's just fun, you know? I, it's just fun. I love it. I love it so much. I can't wait. Side note, guys. I've been told by my dad that apparently penguins don't even live in the Arctic Ocean. So my segues are in. Yeah. Right. You really bigged yourself up on that one. I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry to the, all the Segway fans that are like, down out there. <laughs> also, I had actually another quick side point off the travel thing, though. I was going to say, I like travelling as well because I like going to hot places because me and my seasonal affective disorder, seasonal awareness disorder, yeah, it's not good. It's not It's not good this year, man. It's been rough. Um, how are we all feeling coming out of January? Please tell me you guys hate January as much as I do. I mean, guys, yeah, that's every January. Guys, we literally, this, this is exactly what happened last week when it was me and Halima. She was going on and on about how much she dislikes January. Are you not forgetting that two weeks ago we literally did an episode where where we were saying about blue January doesn't exist? Like, just everyone be positive. And now we're like, oh, January was so depressing. Like, Actually, do you know what? Like, it's been long, but I've kind of appreciated it because, as I said, I'm trying to turn a new leaf in my life and slowly but surely I'm getting there. I went to the gym this morning. Okay, guys, you know what? Oh wow. I wanna I actually wanna have this conversation. What because I started like this new training program, right? And and I'm working primarily with like one one equipment. Like I'm doing a lot of other stuff, but primarily I'm focusing on one equipment, right? And I personally think it's like the worst gym equipment, or at least one of them. What do you guys think is the your worst gym equipment? Anything um, chest, I can't do <clears throat> nothing chest. Uh, my chest is so weak. I can I can bench the bar and maybe 30 on a good day. Um, but anything <coughs> that's chest, I feel like it's, it's a weird like gym anxiety thing that I know is not real and I'm trying so hard to get over it, right? Mm-hmm. But in that whole like, I feel like these machines are not for me. They're for the big men that mm-hmm. come and they're like been going to the gym and they're huge, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that I'm like taking up space in a space where i literally pay to be as well yep. do you know what i mean i think that's a common mm. thing for girls like or people that are new to the gym mm-hmm. that you know you feel guilty for using machines when especially when it's busy um in the gym like you know and then people are like maybe waiting or something i don't know also council men that come up to you and give you tips about the gym or just start conversations Listen, with you mid, mid woman, set please stop because you literally i was doing shoulders yeah and someone came up to me and he told me the most minuscule improvement to my form it was like something like a line your spine or something and it's because i was at the end of my set i was tired right whatever i know i knew what i was doing like i'm not that stupid um and it's just the thing is right i knew he would never do it to a boy <clears throat> like they wouldn't look at they wouldn't look at a male member of the gym mm. that intently to analyze their form and what's wrong with it yeah, and yeah. then care about it enough to the point that they'd yep. go and up to them and yep. stop he stopped me mid-set and then made a correction he stopped me and we spoke for five minutes and i literally didn't even smile at him because i was so annoyed mm. and i was just like mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. like so angered and I just knew he wouldn't, yeah. And I just knew he wouldn't do it to a boy. Like I just, that just would not happen. It's actually, and even you as a gym goer, even if we're like before we before we even start to consider the whole like the um, sexist yeah. side of what he's doing, 
as a gym goer, he should know that disrupting someone in the middle of their set is like the worst thing that you can do. Like I know even like yeah. on the um like <clears throat> treadmill, which I, I go to the gym means use the treadmill, which kinda of defeats the point of going to the gym. No, but it like no, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But like even like that. on that, like if if I get like a text or something or um a dis- disru- if it disrupts me yeah. I can't because I'm already like high pace, like mm. running and stuff. I don't want to like my brain can't. It's a bit too much. Like yeah. I, I have to stop You're running. Yeah, exactly. I'm overstimulated. Uh-huh. I have to Same. stop. I have to Same. stop doing what I'm doing to read the message. Yeah, yeah. And that happened the other day, and I just had to like. I was just like, well, like CBA, like going back on the <laughs> yeah, treadmill. I'm, like, like, that. Leave, I'm like, like that with my ADHD. <laughs> like I can't. I sometimes I get really. You know, yeah. like today, for example, like I did a bit on the treadmill. I had to take my glasses off so that I couldn't see. You know. Because I get when I look too much, and and this was like towards the end of like yeah. my routine. I took my earphones off and I took my glasses off because I don't want to hear nothing and I don't want to see nothing because sometimes when I'm doing something that's intense, <laughs> you know, I can't have too much stimulation. The more you speak about your ADHD, the more I need to go and get a test for ADHD. Just go. <laughs> I've been thinking about it for years as well. It's never too <laughs> it becomes late. increasingly obvious day by day. Um, I was gonna say something else about the gym. Oh yeah, off your point. The gym was busy when that man came up and said that to me. Yeah? I was so it made me so anxious afterwards. I just left. I just walked out oh, the gym afterwards. That's not nice. What happens all the time? Yeah, it upset me so much because I was like, the gym was busy. I know people are looking at him. You feel scrutinized, chastising me. Yeah, 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 and I was yeah. just like. I just didn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, it's, it's it's so messed up. Like men, if you're listening and you go to the gym and like, just leave women alone. Like yeah. whether, like more time, like I don't even believe their intentions are actually good because there's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a agree. whole gender thing. You wouldn't go up to a man and say the same I thing. Agree. Sometimes men do it because they're like trying to move to a woman mm. like with, with those kind of intentions. Sometimes it's just a power trip. Like I agree. it's just weird. Do your, weird. do your workout, bust out, leave We'll leave women alone, you know. I agree. And that's the kind of more mild thing as well, because like sexual harassment in gyms oh, is yeah. a mazza. Is an absolute mazza. Mm. So yeah. It's levels. Mind your business. Right, we are gonna get into some music. Wait, now. guys, what's your worst 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 equipment? Chest. That one. Oh, I don't so know what it's called. The flies. Point, chest sorry. flies, chest flies. Okay. I don't like I say I'd I've bet but I'm I commend you for doing that because I haven't even ever tried to do any of the weight stuff just because I'm just like I just feel uncomfortable doing it just because the people there seem to know I, like I what honestly doing. started by going at like midnight I really would go at stupid mm. times of the day mm. just so I could make mistakes and not care that there yeah. were like 10 people there that would see like yeah. or if you can afford it like I would definitely invest in a personal trainer because um, just because that's what I did like I got I kind of like got my groove in the gym and then I paid for a personal trainer just to show me like introduce me to like the world of like metabolic training and weights and all that kind of stuff because I just mm. didn't know I wasn't comfortable yeah however the thing that I'm talking yeah, about yeah. is a Stairmaster oh Ooh, actually yeah <laughs> I can't do I can't do more than five minutes on the Stairmaster I can do an hour of like running and I can't do five minutes on the Stairmaster guys kills me my new workout routine is Three minimum, three to four times a week, thirty minutes on the stairmaster. I've, I've, I've never been on it myself. I've just because obviously it's, it's next to the treadmill usually. Like, oh, you just always pick the treadmill. Yeah, it's just because that, that's my go-to, and I, I know hate, that I, I hate the stairmaster. Yeah. guys, I hate it too. Cancel, and I think, I think it's like one cancel stairmaster. At least hmm. one of the worst gym equipment, if not the worst. Yeah, actually, and that's what I, that's what I have to do. To be fair, um. 
I, like I said, I've never been on a Stairmaster, but <coughs> when I was like a teenager, before I even like had a gym membership and stuff, and back when also like I used to like not have very much stamina, so I didn't like mm. going on runs. Mm-hmm. I used to literally run up and down the stairs like as exercise. Yeah, I used to do that. Like, bro, stairs. Worked. I was the, the Stairmaster. The, the reason why I've incorporated it as like the major part of my routine now is that the most effective thing. Because it helps you to lose like body fat and like tone your body mm. while li- you're literally like shedding and toning at the same time. Like no other machine does that for you. Mm. Anyways, yeah. Yes, guys, welcome back. This is Mango Masala on Pyre Radio. Um, it's Simran. <laughs> that was DJ very smooth. Sorry, I'm too gassed about Bazzy being on Baz this side of the thing. It's DJ Bazzy Baz, guys. Um, DJ Baz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a DJ name. <laughs> If anyone can think of a DJ name for me, please. Um, <laughs> um, I am joined with Halima and Gerns, and right now we are going to be talking a little bit about March 24th. So officially, well, actually officially, or they're yeah. proposing that. Um, so we've got Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson has said the legal requirement for people with COVID-19 to self-isolate will finish on March the 24th. So. So <laughs> even if you even if you get a positive nice test, no make. isolation anymore. How does that make any sense? Like, can someone explain that to me from a logical, scientific viewpoint? <sighs> Am I missing something? I just, I don't on know. On one hand, it's kind of like it had to happen at some point, no? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, no, but like, for example, with the flu. Yeah. Like, it's not like if you've got the flu, you don't have to isolate. Obviously, if you want to <clears> stay <throat> off work, you can. But then, if you um if you feel well enough you can still go around albeit you might be infecting people but i don't know i mean you know what it is it's what we said carlson i spoke about this the other day on like the week on air when we were talking about like where is this trajectory of the pandemic going and one Mm. one possibility that we spoke about was the naturalization of of covid yeah Yeah. it's like just kind of the normalization of it Mm. and how it's just going to become like the flu you Mm. know just like a regular illness but I don't, like, can they justify doing that, given yeah. the fatality rates? I think the thing that's mad is them saying, it, I think maybe they could be like, oh, March 24th, um, if everything's all right, then we'll reduce that. Maybe just continue reducing the isolation days. Until it's already it's down like, to five. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the thing that's mad is saying this far in advance March twenty fourth. Yeah. He's gonna. It's like remember when everyone got really excited about um, June twenty oh, fourth, uh-huh. was it? And <laughs> Something then like that. Uh, yeah, twenty first. Yeah, and then it wasn't. But I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. I don't think it's a mad, completely mad concept because obviously it's gotta happen at yeah. some point. Like we said. Really? What? No, we, we can't. We can't, we can't have COVID isolate forever, forever, forever and do this isolation like, thing. Oh, guys, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Like, like. It's, I think the I think the metric through which you need to be judging this is through how fatal hey, how fatal how fatal COVID still is. But what mm. I think if it wasn't for Omicron, this wouldn't be so soon. Do you know what I mean? Like with the fact that the fatalities from that variant were a lot reduced compared to the other ones. Mm. When we had right? this conversation about Omicron, we said like yes, for the kind of like more general public. I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like COVID is so temperamental. You just never know because there's still mm. swathes of people who are being like, like still dying from Omicron mm. or still still being like really really detrimentally affected. Do you feel like obviously you are 
you know, it's sounding like you're a bit like, oh, I don't know about scrapping all everything on yeah. March twenty March twenty fourth. Would do you feel that same way if it's like we're scrapping everything on March twenty fourth, but if cases begin to rise again in terms of deaths from COVID, etc., yeah. then we're gonna bring it back in. Well, yeah, like obviously, I mean, I should I should expect that's the case. Like, mm. <laughs> like Simon just said, this is a decision made now off the back of like Omicron and the fact that it has been relatively milder generally, obviously not always for everyone, but relatively milder for um, uh, the kind of general public public than other strains before. Um, but that's not to say that in god forbid god forbid in a month or two time that we won't get another another strain that's that's mm. deadlier than mm. than omicron aside from every, all of that guys let's just think like march 24th if this does happen how would you feel like if you say obviously i don't hope anyone here gets covid but if anyone gets hit covid after march 24th you don't have to isolate would you still isolate yes or would- i would i would feel so incredibly guilty going out and about knowing I'm positive Mm. for COVID and going out and living a normal life, especially Mm. doing things that involve no social distancing or crowds. Mm. Because that, because now we've garnered this culture of isolating and if you have COVID, you stay away from everyone, including the people that live in your own house, siblings, parents, grandparents, you know, people that have sacrificed birthdays and Christmases and religious celebrations and (coughs) what have you, right? Mm. This whole thing has taken, everyone has sacrificed so much except the <laughs> politicians, the, the Tory party, yeah. Um, everyone has sacrificed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I everyone, mean, some of it is proven. <laughs> um, everyone yeah, sacrificed so much. And there is a culture now, I think, of guilt around, you know, even like guilt coughing. Guilt responsibility. Coughing. You ever coughed in public and now felt really weird about it? Yeah, I mean, I mean that that is guilt, but I don't think to say that if you've got COVID and you don't want to go out and infect people, that's guilt. No, that's just yeah. responsible. That's just yeah. responsible. But it was you know? this whole, I think, I, I've said this before on the show that they a lot of the burden of responsibility fell onto us as individuals yeah. and not so much on the government yeah. or the people in power of mm. um, legislation mm-hmm. around COVID. But that's, that's mm. exactly what that and is And that's now. why we're now in a situation where mm-hmm. I think we're going to be made to feel even worse about yeah. going out with positive yeah. COVID tests. They're just saying, we're not governing you anymore. Yeah. Just do what you want. Do what you want. Like, and if people die, you die. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. Good and luck. Mm. <laughs> and also, like, I do want to talk a little bit how like this is actually a really like inherently um, ableist kind of uh, I policy. Yeah, I agree. Because mm. um, I was going to say, and this is why, like, I kept concertedly making the distinction between generally, 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 Omicron has been milder, because yeah, there's still there is still, um, you know, certain demographics, namely, kind of like you know, disabled people, um, people who are like immunocompromised, um, who for them, Omicron is not mild at all. It's 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 fatal. It's deadly. You know, um. So, so to have a, a kind of blanket rule <clears throat> for everyone, um, it is it is ableist because it I, it mm-hmm. just completely completely discards like that demographic of people. Mm-hmm. And okay, fine, fair enough. There might be a smaller demographic than the, ge- the general public, but the government still has a duty of, exactly. of governance over them. Yeah, right. Mm. So. Also, I think as well, a lot of people are going to be now petrified of leaving their house, yeah. knowing that people, they're gonna, there's a bigger bigger population of people that are COVID positive out and about. Yep. And then, I'm again, on the ablest side of things, on like a mental health side of things, people with psychiatric disorders that make them more um, paranoid is the word I'm looking for. Um, and people that are now really scared and they like build things up in their head and they get yep. expectations. And it's going to stop people leaving the house. Yeah. And you know what? I'll be honest, this British body, this British body politic... I don't trust them. 
I do not trust the British body, body politic to act responsibly. No. I don't. Like, between They didn't three, act responsibi- responsible when... The when yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, between mm. the three of us, I know, like, if you if review or I got COVID, I wouldn't go out, I wouldn't leave my house because yeah. I don't know who I could be affecting. And I don't know that if I infect someone, that like, that person will survive. It's a guarantee that that person yeah. will survive. I, I can't have that on my conscience. I can't. There's bare man that won't care. Mm. I think that will just do it. That's the thing that's kind of when you see March twenty fourth, all COVID will scrapped. I think on first impression mm. for some people that's a positive thing. It's a sign. Also March twenty fourth being like literally two years after the whole March twenty third lockdown. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like it's like a it's, it's it is it's a symbolic thing. That's probably why they've decided to yeah. do that. Yeah. But um when you look more into it, uh, for so mm. many people it's not a positive thing at all. It's even if obviously we hope that nothing or as little bad things come from it that doesn't mean that people aren't going to be fretting over it themselves be really paranoid i feel like (laughs) do you know what in my opinion like oh this is just bad governance because i feel like we as like we're sat here and we're theorizing is this a good good idea is it a bad idea what would be a better idea all of these things it's actually not our job I'm not running the country. Yeah. Like, we have a whole government. Mm. We have a whole parliament to be running, to be making these decisions, and they're not. I feel like they're either one extreme or the other. It's just, there's no rules at all, and we're not governing you, yeah. governing you or governing this pandemic at all. Or it's just lockdown. It's, it's just... And we're um, not even going to stick to our own rules. Yeah, mm. exactly. And it's like... I don't think it needs to be one extreme or the other. I, I completely see the argument of, okay, well, at some point, like something needs to give, something needs to change. <clears throat> I completely see and agree with that. However, I don't think the solution to that is, okay, just just a complete blanket lifting of all rules and regulations. There has to be a middle, middle ground. And there's a reason why we have a parliament and a, and a government is to, to, because it's their job to literally yeah. find these solutions. It's your job to literally govern to the best way possible. Like, well, it's not, I could have made that decision. Well, it's not hard. I don't need to be qualified for it. The Metro has said, others have suggested that this move is part of Operation Red Meat, which is a surge of populist policies to win back support from angry backbench MPs in the wake of Partygate. Yeah, I mean, I, 1,000%, I, I do not believe, in my opinion, that this is a policy that is for the greater good of the public. It's a political mm-hmm. decision. One thousand mm-hmm. percent. Any any decision that has ever been made throughout this entire pandemic, from my opinion, has been a political decision. The backbenchers in general, they want they're in favour largely of getting the economy back up running, aren't they? That's what they mainly yeah. care about. So they want everything to go back to normal sort yeah. of thing. Uh, and obviously they're all really annoyed with Boris at the moment for mm. reasons that are blatantly obvious but what do you guys think about the sue gray report do we reckon anything is going to come of it do you reckon that the met now saying oh you've got oh. to redact some stuff or not do like, you know what's going to happen yeah. like, the met are going to do what they always do they're gonna take control of it they will water down the findings mm. and then they'll release it in their own time with a number of unforeseen delays when the kind of momentum of the the issue has passed mm. Well, that's what I, I noticed that happening anyway. Like, this Sue Gray stuff <laughs> has been going on for so long that yesterday when they announced, oh, um, the Mets said that they don't, they want to remove certain things from the report when it's released that it doesn't prejudice their own investigation. I was just a bit like, you know what, at this point, 
I, I was I was telling myself off because I'm like, you need to stay angry about this because it is something to be angry about. But I'm just at this one like, just, I don't yeah, care. Like, yeah. I'm getting it's been dragged on for so long that you yeah. get like. But that's oh. what they do. Like that's what they do because they know that people can't sustain. Like they they can never really be a human being can't really have like sustained rage like that. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And they rely on that. They rely on the fact that people will exhausted just have to get yeah become yeah. exhausted and have to move on and focus on their own lives. Mm-hmm. And that's what they do. That's why they have so many kind of like red. T- tape and all this you know layers of bureaucracy and all of these things but Mm. yeah it's not i don't know i'm not expecting any and also like (coughs) the met the met are we relying on the met to bring justice and again um this is well i mean obviously this is in our opinion but if you look into the history of the met and their dealings with things then you'll get what we're basing our there opinion on there appears to be a very obvious uh, agenda mm. <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm t- you're just oh. tired isn't it yeah like, it's, tired. It's, it's tiring yeah that's why I like that but that's what they rely on they rely on like uh, they what they do is they kind of um, how do you say they exhaust the body politics so as to subdue them mm. you know like this is been they give us so much fatigue that even when they're just moving higgy we don't have the energy to do anything about it no you know like when all the Boris Johnson stuff came out like yeah it's at the point where everyone you just sigh <clears throat> you know I'm um, surprised but not disappointed yeah no wait Dis- disappointed but not surprised yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Them yeah. Ones. that's the one them ones people are just like it's, it's just the next thing in it yeah I think let's wrap up with something positive now. Yeah, everyone say one positive minutes. thing. I just had a question. <laughs> okay, go on. Actually, no. Let's yeah, let's wrap up with one positive thing, guys. I've been really liking indie music at the moment. Okay. You know, I've right, always liked we indie were music in a little Simmons bit. Yeah, car. Uh, I knew he was going <laughs> to say because I was listening to Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, we were into oh, a... Arctic Monkeys. Oh, left no, there, sit. I didn't recognize it was Arctic Monkeys. We we're in her car, and obviously, you expect Simran to be listening to like. <laughs> Um, R&B, hip hop, mm. that's all, and it was, and then suddenly it was a song with guitars and stuff. I was like, like, yeah, I ha- I made this playlist right because I recently rediscovered the Arctic Monkeys, right, which is oh, such a amazing. crazy thing to say, but like recently re got into their music, mm-hmm. and then I made this playlist. It's called Songs That Scratch My Brain because you know songs that just they just hit part of your brain and you're just like oh, yeah that's the playlist so it has like random hip hop songs in it but then it has loads of Arctic Monkeys and like rock music in it as well nice. I've been really when enjoying it when I was like it. when I was in sixth form that was like my indie indie phase yeah like, I was really into like Arctic Monkeys massive like, I don't know if you guys can relate but I feel like it's a big expectation to like hip hop and rap and trap and that like, that kind of music especially like at least where I'm from I'd like by skin color, like liking like indie mm. music or rock music. That's like I mean, things that's, for yeah, white people. That's 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 the like, like a, assumption, right? Mine was the opposite because I went to like a majority white school, so that was the yeah, that was popular. yeah, yeah. Mine was the opposite. Yeah. It was all like rap and stuff, right? Urban mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. um, and it was like that is associated by skin color. What you should be listening yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's my understanding of it anyway. So like getting into this is kind of like reclaiming identity a little bit. I feel like it's like yeah, I actually like I enjoy this music. Yeah, there's definitely a stereotype of it's like white music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the car with someone and it came on and they were like, "What?" And I was like, "Nah, come on, like, Listen, I love this." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm when I it. thought that, I was just like, because you're Simran and we're literally you're about to go like, about. yeah, 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 yeah. But I hear that. But I, when when I um did, when we did the music episode, I I went through some of my like top songs. Arctic Monkeys was like two of them. Well, Do I want to know in five oh five? 
they're great, they're great. Is it because you were in Nottingham now and you're like, oh, no, I'm close I was to more Sheffield in, It was now. more in Liverpool. It was more in Liverpool. Really? Nottingham's way more like R&B and hip-hop pushing that kind of side of music, I think, yeah, anyway. Liverpool has like a big indie scene, you know? In, oh, my God, there's a there's a uh, indie night. It was so fun, literally so fun. Um, Liverpool really made me embrace, like, not just indie music, but like techno, D&B, like... Music oh. that I wasn't really allowed to listen to really? before, like it was just you were just weird if you listened to that kind of stuff. Mm. Moral of the story, everyone, broaden just your do horizons what makes you happy. Just yeah. Listen to listen what you like. That makes you uh, happy. Also, to wrap up, um, stay safe out there, guys, because Storm Malik. Oh, Storm <laughs> Malik. Storm Malik, yeah, is no joke. Oh, I know, really? I know, we don't do weather and that on this on this show, <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to do some weather from my own personal experience. Storm Malik is no joke. I drove here. Uh-huh. The, my sat nav took me through the Peak District. Oh, swear! Wait, yeah, I think like district? Snake Pass. So imagine like, me, yeah. Pass. Imagine yeah. I don't In know Storm what it is. Malik. Listen, <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Snake my, Pass is there was beautiful. Te- there was temporary lights at one point. I stopped at them. My car was wobbling wobbling my car was shaking yeah i was in my car praying i was praying in my car i don't know i think it's the most direct point yeah yeah so i was um i genuinely genuinely was about to open snapchat and film like a last goodbye i was so scared i was like i'm driving my car's gonna drive off the side because it was like valleys and hills and all this i was like well whoever finds my body needs to know what i was thinking in my last moment seriously it was so (laughs) scary because i was on the motorway as well before i got to peter's it was on the motorway my car would just like jolt to the side a little bit it's only a little car and a little one liter baby but it was Um, worth it right because you made it well just about skin of my teeth (laughs) it's going to be dark on the way back as well you lot pray for me seriously Um, Storm Malik is no joke you lot be safe yeah. I was doing I was doing 50 miles an hour on the north. motorway out of fear I don't think we're getting the main brunt of it why, why are we now getting representation in storms <laughs> yeah when it's the worst watch, watch Storm Malik going to be the worst one it's like well Storm Malik like mm. uh, shall we finish with Tasia Sky's new track she's dropped an album um, yesterday yes 107 so, I wow, believe wow well done yeah. that's good for me I'm very organised. This is You're Making Me High on Pi Radio. Bye, guys. I hope you enjoyed me being a lead. Being a lead on this one. Anyway, (laughs) this was Manga Masala on Pi Radio. We will see you guys next week. Bye.